0: Dexcom data on file
1: 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point, And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley.
2: And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard hitting episode today, a lot of controversy.
1: Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is
2: VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shah on VSIN, the Sports
4: Betting Network. VSIN Big Bets rolling along. Happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Parlson for Dave Ross. Amal Shah alongside Kelly Bidlin. Here as well. Oh, well, I said it on the other side, Amal. You will have thoughts on a certain game in Columbus, Ohio, this weekend. <laughs> to put it politely and uh, really lightly, in all honesty. Let's get to it, though. Undefeated versus undefeated. Uh, 06, the other mm-hmm. time this happened. That was the epic 42-39 game. Ohio State found a way to get it done. Don't remind me. <laughs> um. But Amal looking at this game, and, and we we've been talking about it off the air all week, and now we bring the discussion to today. Ohio State is an eight-point favorite. They're total right now 56 or 56.5 56 across the board right now on this game. Amal, it's very simple for me. Michigan, I don't think they're prepared for this moment like they were last year. Where you get the game at home, you get snow. You got Ohio State out of their element because of the elements. Amalia I know you've been checking the weather all week long in Columbus to see what it is, but that weather report is what it was earlier today, which would indicate clearer conditions
0: than what we thought even 24 hours ago. This is big-time advantage, Buckeyes. Yeah, I tend to agree with you there, but I don't think you can discount Michigan. I think they've had a very good team. I think Blake Corham's probably been – if not the top running back, one of the top two or three, he's probably going to win the Doak Walker. He's had 100 yards rushing versus every Big Ten opponent so far this year. He's done a tremendous job. Uh, They have the number one, uh, sorry, number two scoring defense in the country, number one in terms of fewest touchdown passes yielded this year. But we're going to get a great matchup between the freshman, Will Johnson, five-star recruit out of gross point, going up against what I think is going to be potentially a first overall pick at wide receiver in the 2023 draft in Marvin Harrison Jr. So it should be a lot of fun. Uh, Ohio State obviously with revenge on their mind, but you know I, I will say in my opinion I thought the weather got a little bit overblown in that game between Ohio State and Michigan last year because you look at it Stroud was 34 for 49 for 394. He didn't play poorly. It was the fact that Ohio State could not stop the run. The one interception came from uh, J- uh, Cade McNamara when he uh, Bryson Shaw picked him off of the goal line. For me, it comes down to does Ohio State stop the run. If Ohio State stops the run, I think they dominate. If they don't. I think they're going to be in trouble they could still win the game, but I think it'll be challenging for them to be able to do that. If they make JJ McCarthy beat them, I think it's going to be very tough. But Jeff, I have to tell you, to me, this is a program defining type of game. I think this is the biggest game in years. Forget the 06 game because if Ohio State were to lose this game and they knew last year, they were young, but this year you've got everybody. Now they've had some injuries. They're technically down to their fourth string running back in Dallin Hayden. Uh, But You've had injuries at the tailback position. Jackson Smith and Jig coming into the season, probably the best receiver in college. So you've got to be able to overcome those things. If Ohio State loses this game, I don't know where Ryan Day goes from here. Um, I didn't play this game yet. Uh, To me, this is a tough, tough call either way. You know, both teams didn't really show
4: up last week. Yeah. Ohio State got out of College Park with a win. Yep. Michigan, very lucky to win that game last week against Illinois they got some calls that win in yeah, their favor. yeah I, I I look Illinois Illinois I know it's it, not a great not it, not the easiest of matchups because a great running game and a good defense but you can't almost lose that game at home uh like the Wolverines did I look I think this comes down to really more than anything of all it comes down to can the Ohio State defense come up large in this game if Ohio State's defense really just takes care of that run game
0: of Michigan and makes McCarthy beat him it's not happening for Michigan just not happening. I, I would agree with you. You know, you referenced the weather. It's going to be in the low 50s, clear skies, so no precipitation expected around game time or through the game. The big thing for me is CJ Stroud has got to play well. I don't think one thing that's gotten talked about enough is I don't think CJ Stroud has played particularly well the last three to four weeks, Jeff. He hasn't. And to me, that's where he's got to improve. You go back to the game against Iowa, he wasn't great. Now, he had a great drive. Now, this is where I disagree. Everyone's like, oh, he didn't play great against Penn State. I'm like, he was 26 for 33. He hits key passes at key times against Penn State. I thought he played extremely well in that game. Northwestern, the weather was a bit of a factor there. And they dismantled Indiana, but he wasn't great there, even though he had five touchdown passes. In, In the Maryland game, I thought he missed some throws. This is the game where if Stroud gets off to a fast start, I think it could be a long day for Michigan. If he struggles a little bit early on, that's going to be the big question mark. And for me, I'm not sure who's going to get the start for the Buckeyes in the tailback position. I like the way Dalen Dale Hayden ran the ball and Ryan days. Focus has been hold on to the football youngster. Let's uh, let's uh, continue the rivalry week games.
4: Uh, we head to South Carolina next Palmetto state matchup between the Gamecocks We're coming off. Just a massive upset of Tennessee last week, uh, winning outright and putting up 63 points in the process they go to Death Valley to take on Clemson Clemson's 14 and a half here I'm all 52 is your total you know this is one of those where the the market gets a little hurt on South Carolina's ginormous upset last week yeah. because I was fully prepared let's say South Carolina loses a close game to Tennessee last week to come in probably getting north to 17 in this game. And taking South Carolina against a Clemson team that I don't think is particularly good. Despite their 10 and one record. Now I'm still getting over two touchdowns. Yes. The game is technically a road game. Even at 14 and a half, I would still lean to uh, South Carolina. The one problem is I don't know if Spencer Rattler is capable of two straight elite games. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> especially after last week where it was awesome
0: against Tennessee. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I thought Spencer Rattler played the best game of his career so far at the collegiate level. And, uh, when you look at this team, they got embarrassed last year at home at Williams-Brice, 30 to nothing by Clemson. Now yep. a great opportunity to bounce back. And for me, it's going to come down to a couple of guys on the offensive end. Jaheem Bell's got to run the ball effectively for the Gamecocks. If he can do that, they're going to have an opportunity. And then Antoine Wells, who was tremendous against the Big Orange, he's got to play at a similar level. I don't think this Clemson defense has been as good, as at least I anticipated, coming into the season. I thought the loss of Benables would have some impact, but maybe more towards next year. But this team has not been great. If Rattler can avoid the turnover, And if they can sit there and slow down potentially Will Shipley and make DJ Uyunglele beat them, I think this team's got a shot to stay within this number. I don't think they're going to be able to win the game outright. I know if you are a college football fan, if you're USC, if you're LSU, you are definitely pulling for the Gamecocks in this game. Yeah, well, I think if you're a college football fan and don't want to have to waste the college football semifinal
4: on watching Clemson, you're rooting against Clemson uh, this week against South Carolina. Of course, the ACC championship game got a huge dent in it with Georgia Tech upsetting UNC last week. Uh, so uh, UNC still goes, but Clemson, that's who they're awaiting next week. Uh, 14 and a half on Clemson this week, though, against South Carolina. I, I want to go, uh, go to uh, to the Pacific Northwest real quick. Oregon and Oregon State. The Ducks need this game to get to Las Vegas next week to play USC in the Pac-12 title game. Beavers are three-point home underdogs in this game against the Ducks of Oregon. Totals 58 and a half here, Maul. I think this number is spot on. I think this number is exactly right.
0: Pretty hard for me to find an angle here at the even three. Completely agree with you. When you look at this game, first of all, Bo Nix health is a little bit of a concern. Irving's been tremendous running the football for the Ducks this year. So far, we know what he's capable of doing. The big question is in this one for me is can Oregon be effective through the air? Can they get Thornton and Hudson continuously going in this one? If they can do that, they've got a great opportunity to be able to win this game. Um, You know, Whittington's also got to run it effectively. On the flip side, when you look at this Beavers team, Jeff, I don't think Jonathan Smith has gotten enough credit for what he's done. Great coach not only a great coach, but look at the two losses of the three. They got blown out in uh, Salt Lake City at rice cycles against Utah. No problem. There. What are you going to do? Exactly right. They had a tight game. They forced Caleb Williams and company to have a drive in the fourth quarter to beat Oregon State. And then they lost a game where I thought they made a mistake early in the game, not taking two field goals against Washington and that cost them as the Huskies come back and win that game 31-24. This team could be just as easily sitting at 10-1 and instead of 8-3. I didn't play this game, and I won't play this game. I'm looking forward to the matchup. I think it's going to be a tremendous one Saturday afternoon. But for me, Jeff, I'm going to stay away from this game. I think the number's right where it should be. And if Oregon doesn't get off to a fast start, their defense has enough weaknesses where I think the Beavers will be able to take advantage of that because through the air, they're going to be able to get some things done, um, you know, It's going to come down to whether it's going to be Gulbranson or uh, Gebbia in this one. And then they've got to run the ball effectively with Martinez. They do that. They've got a chance with the balance against the Ducks. I, again, no play. Wouldn't
4: shock me either way here. Wouldn't shock me if Oregon finds it offensively, wins this game by two touchdowns. Wouldn't shock me if the Beavers shock Oregon and then all of a sudden get us in a very weird scenario where we could have either Utah, Washington, or Oregon going to Las Vegas next week to take on USC in the Pac-12 Championship speaking of USC rivalry game against Notre Dame Trojans five and a half point favorites at the Coliseum against Notre Dame total 64 I'm all I'm just I'm just gonna go for broke here I like to fight an Irish outright here against USC I think Notre Dame's defense is going to slow USC enough and USC's defense is not capable
0: of stopping anyone I think USC's playoff hopes end here And Notre Dame wins outright. First of all, I love the call, and I think this Notre Dame team has been playing extremely well. It's gone overlooked how well they've been able to play Uh, since that Stanford debacle, and you go back to the Marshall game, this team looked like they wouldn't even be bowl eligible, but they've really gotten things on track. The one concern I had for the Irish coming into this game, and they had a great performance against B.C. last weekend, was would they be able to, with Drew Pine move the ball through the air? He hasn't been overwhelming, but they're nice and balanced uh, in terms of running the football. I love the way Logan Diggs has been on the ground so far. This team could be dangerous. And then you've got to stop Mayer in the red zone. I don't think SC can necessarily do that, to your point. Um, I think the running game is going to be very physical. And so, for me, I think this is a great opportunity uh, for Notre Dame here, plus five and a half. And a Heisman showcase moment. You know, we saw it against UCLA, but Notre Dame's got a much bigger brand in college football than obviously UCLA does. So, if Caleb Williams wants an opportunity to be able to win the trophy in New York, this is the game where he's got to have, you know, 300 yards and three touchdown passes and a victory. 100%. Because, look, even though – it was an awesome game last week. Yeah. It was a
4: late kick. It was a later kick still. Yes, it's only a half hour after this one. But it doesn't have the same the same uh, words to it. Yeah. Notre Dame against, US, against USC. That is a big-time rivalry. Yes, no, not detracting UCLA. UCLA is a really good football team this year. But if, if Caleb Williams goes out and shoves against this defense and USC wins, he's set up to win the Heisman Trophy. I couldn't agree with you more. On the other side, we're looking at win totals. Win total Wednesday here on vSIN Big Bets here on vSIN Esports Betting Network.
0: Oh, it's such a clutch
4: kickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy
1: affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it.
4: Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install look at you a hall of fame son oh i just picked the winning team they're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world oh blinds.com is the goat the goat he shoots
3: he scores go to blinds.com for 40 off site wide and a 100 satisfaction guarantee go right now for 40 off site wide at blinds.com blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply
2: The Sports Betting Network.
4: Maryland residents, the DraftKings Sportsbook is now live. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Visit DraftKings.com for more information. Welcome to the party, Maryland. Crab cakes, football, and now sports betting there in Maryland. I'm Jeff Parles. I'm all Shaw alongside Kelly Bidlin here as well. It is VEASAN Big Bets and... As we always do on this program, Win Total Wednesday time.
5: Has a team been underwhelming or are they over delivering? It's Win Total Wednesday on Big Bets.
4: We're going to the AFC first. Let's start there. So the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's, let's start at the top of the list and make our way down. Uh, I'm all. It's very simple in the uh, in the AFC at this point. Uh, you have. You have nine teams for seven spots, yep. realistically. And the Kansas City Chiefs currently in the number one seed in the AFC. Eight and two on the year. By the way, this week, the Kansas City Chiefs play the Rams. It looks like Bryce Perkins might start the game for the Rams, which, yikes, if that's the case for L.A. Among Kansas City's at 13 and a half with the juice to the under minus 130. Okay? They're eight and two right now. And I want to start here because that number is very, very high. But well, what if I told you this was their remaining schedule? Okay. The Rams. Yeah. On the road at Cincinnati. Looks like Jamar chase will be back. That will be a difficult yeah. game at Denver with the genius. That is Nathaniel Hackett still coaching there. Somehow the Texans on the road. Great. Another great opponent. Seattle. They get at home. Good team, but games at arrowhead. The Broncos again. And then at Las Vegas. Now, The one thing that could hurt you here if you take a big number like this over is you're going to need Kansas City to need the game week 18, which they won't need it for AFC West purposes, but they might need it for number one seed purposes.
0: I would agree with you. And uh, that's something that's going to be crucial for them down the stretch. Now, pay attention to Buffalo because it's going to go hand in hand. Remember, the Bills hold the tiebreaker against the Chiefs. Uh, You mentioned the Rams. This is not going to be that easy. Rams at Buffalo. um, I'm sorry, not at Buffalo. At Cincinnati. Uh, So it's going to be a bit of a challenge here when you look at it from their standpoint. Yeah, the Cincinnati game, and and looking at the rest of these
4: these these teams here. Buffalo's twelve and a half. Ravens eleven and a half. Dolphins ten and a half. Juice significantly to the over there. Titans ten and a half. Juice to the under. Then nine and a half on Cincy and the Chargers, and then the Jets come in at eight and a half. Kelly, what was New England here? New England also eight and a half as well. Even That's actually interested. the one I was just looking for. Yeah. We'll um, get back to you on that one. Yeah, That one I'd be, be interested in, especially they if it's nine and a half. Yeah. Well. If it was nine and a half, I looked to go under on New England. Eight and a half is about right. But looking at this, all, I, and I want to go to Baltimore real quick here, because we have talked about this with the Ravens. They're seven and three. They've led every game at one point or another by double digits. And yet I'm still sitting here and I'm like, really? This is a seven and three football team, but... Look at their their remaining schedule is a joke, Amon. It is a joke. They get, this week at Jacksonville, maybe a trickier game than some would like to think. But then after that, you get Denver at home. You get Atlanta at home. You play twice against Pittsburgh. Yeah, you get the two divisional games on, all the divisional games remaining are on the road except for the one week 17 against Pittsburgh. But you expect Deshaun Watson to, to hit the ground running and look good. By game three? Maybe not. Maybe. Hasn't played but maybe in two years. years. Hasn't played in two whole seasons. I think Baltimore's an over here. I think Baltimore's heading for 13 and four them all.
0: I, I tend to agree with you. Listen, I love this team coming to the season. They're still my pick to win the Super Bowl. I mean, that's my ticket. Um, but it's going to be tough to dethrone right now the Bills and the Chiefs overall. Uh, and by the way, keep an eye on Miami here. I'm a little bit surprised, though, the Dolphins win totals at 10.5. They're already sitting at seven victories. Four, they would need to get four more with again, they're going to get this week against Houston, so that's
4: eight. So I am kind of with you there because Miami, yeah,
6: Houston, Green Bay on the easy side, Chargers, Jets, Pats, Niners, Bills remaining for them.
4: All those, the, the two, the Bills and the Patriots are road games. 49ers and Chargers are both road games, but no home field advantage at SoFi for the Chargers. We know that. Um, and the 49ers, that by the way, Kelly. That Miami 49er game is is was should have been flexed into Sunday night in week 13. Instead, we're now stuck watching Matt Ryan in primetime back-to-back weeks. Which is <laughs> that was serious? Yeah, they, they kept the Colts and the Cowboys for week 13 on Sunday well, no, Because it's Dallas. Because it's Dallas. But, I mean, it's just brutal. But, you know, the interesting thing with Where's Miami. Where's Dave Ross at when you want to complain about the Cowboys somewhere? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, from Miami's perspective, they're going to win on Sunday. And I... Yesterday, you got on me for saying that I think Miami is the second-best team in the AFC. Well, I if, didn't change my position no, unless, you, no.
0: unless you have. No, I haven't. <laughs> okay, but, sure. but going a
4: long way to that would be if they go on the road to Santa Clara next week and beat a 49er team that is playing some great football right now, Amo.
0: Yeah, They are absolutely. I think the 49ers are the class of the NFC uh, with all due respect to the Eagles. I think San Francisco can go into Philadelphia. I actually think it's an advantage if the game is in Philadelphia for the 49ers. Why is that? Because if the weather's bad, that running game taken on that team, I-, I would much rather have CMC uh, Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel, you know, yeah. quick outs to uh, the tight end uh, from Iowa, George Kittle, sorry. Whenever I give the school name, that's when I'm searching for, for the player's <laughs> name. Yeah, we got you, man. That yeah. <laughs> <You're, you're, you're, laughs> tight end from Iowa, uh, he's really good.
4: Yeah, Well uh, Porta might be the next good one out of Iowa, too. The only offensive
0: player on that team that they'd see the next level. I love the fact that Caden Proctor might be decommitting from Iowa, best offensive lineman in the country from the state. But regardless, yeah, <laughs> uh, no, just why could you? Why would you want to play for that offense? Even if you're a tight end, don't go there anymore. Uh, but to me, you look at that schedule. They got three weeks in a row at San Francisco. At the Chargers and then at Buffalo. What is their record in your opinion, Mister? Miami Dolphins are the second best team in the AFC in those in those three games. They're going to lose the Buffalo. I, I'll give you that. They're going to lose that. That's the third game
4: of a road trip. That's a brutal spot. And of course, Buffalo beat them. Look, I, I think they're they're going to they're going to get at least one of the California games. I think they're going to get the Chargers, and then it comes down to beating San Francisco. I would lean one and two still. Yes but i don't think it's impossible for them to beat san francisco and the chargers
0: back to back first of all i appreciate your generosity at this time of the year in terms of giving the buffalo game second <laughs> um to me when you look at it this 49ers team right now is just playing so well i playing I, great they are and then the chargers their one deficiencies they can't stop patrick mahomes Two is not Patrick Mahomes, but I'll tell you the other problem. Well, the Dolphins they might not have, be able to cover Tyree Kill and and Jalen Waddle though. That's you fine, know that. But here's the thing: the Dolphins can't stop anybody either.
4: I'm well, like, look, that will be a great over game. That's all I'll tell you on that. Looking on the flip side here at the bottom of the uh, of the AFC. Oh, good, we we took Houston off the board. That's good. Not even a football team anymore. <laughs> uh, but uh, the Patriots eight and a half. Okay, so uh, the Browns, you know. Look at the juice on that one, all. It's seven and a half. They're plus 155 to the over, minus 200 on the under. Cleveland, we have no idea how to really figure out what they're going to be because Deshaun Watson's coming back the week after this against Houston. Kelly, what did you call... Uh, the Brissett game this week,
0: the, the yeah, YOLO. Yeah, the YOLO
6: game.
4: The YOLO game.
6: against you only Tampa. only live once. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. What, what is, like, we're talking at this point in his career. He ain't fighting for starting jobs anymore. I love Jacoby percent And if you saw him talking to the press today, it is, it's unfair and I'm biased because I covered him when he was playing high school football. But, like, this is class act amongst class acts where he's like, hey, this is my job to come in here is win as many games as I could, and I knew I was going to be hitting the bench next week. But... You can say that to the press, Jeff, once you hit the field. YOLO.
4: Yeah, why not? Diamond
6: people's Jones. There's two men on him. I'm throwing it up.
4: Yeah, all right. if that was six and a half, I'd actually consider going over. I wouldn't be shocked if Cleveland wins that game this week against Tampa. I'm all anything on the bottom half of the AFC. Like, not you're really. dealing with five and a halfs on the Raiders, the Broncos, and the Steelers. I, if I trusted the Raiders at all, I would consider possibly going over, over five and a half at, at minus 130, but I don't trust them at all to win three more games.
6: I, just circling back to that Ravens one you brought up real quick, Jeff. Yeah, I, I, I do think there might be some inner dysfunction in that team with Lamar Jackson and maybe Harbaugh. I, I think these sick days he takes all the time uh, raise some eyebrows and stuff. But man, that that schedule is so soft at the end of the year, like you said. I,
4: I think they're going to win five games. they look, look. If, if they get this week, I think is a trickier game than people are giving you credit for. There's a reason that it took Jacksonville's my uh, one of my top plays on the Megapod this week was that Jacksonville off a bye, a team that has been, by the analytics, unlucky because they've lost all these close games with the Jaguars. If Baltimore gets by this week, where are the losses coming? Other than maybe Week 18 against Cincinnati if the Bengals really need the game. That would be the only game... Where they are possibly an underdog. And they'll be an underdog in Cincinnati. But, but, but that's also other than that, the, they're a favorite every other game.
6: And that's part of the handicap, though, yeah. right? Is that this division is still live and and could be
4: until that last week of the season. Could be. Could be. The only thing is Cincinnati's schedule. We haven't really mentioned them at all here. Cincinnati just plays a brutal schedule the rest of the way where they're slight favorite at Tennessee this week. They'll be a home dog to Kansas City next week. And then Cleveland? Tampa on the road to New England. It's not a gimme. And then, yes, the last two games are at home. And it's weird to say about a team that has five of their last six at home. But all those games are brutal for Cincinnati. And with Zach Taylor coaching the team, Cincinnati going three and four the rest of the way and ending up nine and eight is not shocking to me.
6: Yeah, that could definitely happen. Easily happen. What
4: what do they need? They need four wins to get over that win total? Yeah. You get the nine and eight. That's
6: asking a lot.
4: Asking a lot. Kind of surprised the juice to the over, actually. In all honesty, hey, our guy JVT, you have plenty to talk about. JVT on the flip side, VSEN big bets.
2: VSEN's big bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSEN, the V-SIN. sports betting network.
4: Your next win is brewing. Play free fantasy baseball, football, and basketball with draft time. Matchups presented by Miller Lite. Draft wins in 13 contests and compete for your share of $41,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Miller Light to get in on the action. Miller Lite. Great taste, less filling. Must be 21 or older. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And as always... Celebrate Responsibly.
6: Well, I was getting ready to drop it. I thought you were setting me up. Celebrate responsibly. Very good.
4: Drink responsibly, too.
6: That as well. But if you don't drink, celebrate responsibly.
4: That's the voice of Kelly Midland, by the way. I'm Jeff Parles. Shaw alongside. all uh, alongside. World Cup update real quick before we get to our guy, JVT. Belgium still leading 1-0. Feels like every time I've looked up, Canada's been on the attack. Belgium... Uh, Kind of fortunate still to be up 1-0. If if this were basketball, it feels like they're playing make it, take it. Yeah, basically. And Belgium still leads 1-0 in the 71st minute. Keep you acclaimed as that keeps rolling along. Let's get to our guy, Jonathan Von Tobel, our guy, JVTR, senior NBA analyst here at v John, uh, John. always a pleasure to have you on. I just want to start, though, with the red-hot Sacramento Kings. Winners of seven straight up to third in the western conference jvt how much of this is real from the kings
5: uh i mean offensively it's real i think that's like absolutely uh something we can count on right second in non garbage time offensive efficiency 118 points per 100 possessions uh they're probably going to be one of the best offensive teams in the nba throughout the entire regular season the shot quality data would suggest that it's a relatively tight Uh, in terms of what they're doing at this point right now. Uh, Not like insane, but like, uh, you know, they're first in terms of effective field goal percentage. It doesn't seem that there's going to be a big drop off there. So I would say, yeah, I think there's some legitimacy. I think the problem is always with a team like Sacramento, you can score a lot of points, but can you stop anybody? And uh, I don't think that's going to be the case. So if you're running out to bet Sacramento, you know, Kings to win the NBA finals, uh, I would gladly book that for you. But if you got a win total over, uh, if you got a yes on a playoff or anything like that, I think you're in very good position that those things are going to be legitimate and real.
0: Yeah, I think you're probably accurate on that one. I know if Stern were still the commissioner, you'd have no chance to win the NBA title if you're in <laughs> Sacramento. Uh, JVT, I want to ask you about the West. Right now, only one game separating first place from sixth place in terms of loss, and if you go even further down to 10th place, you've got just two games separating everybody. Give me a couple of teams that you like that people could potentially bet on to be able to come out of the Western Conference because there are glutted teams but you follow the league very closely who's impressed you and who maybe's gotten off to a slower start than you may have anticipated.
5: I think really, and I mentioned this with Gil the other day, and I say that because I know Kelly was there. So this answer is going to sound familiar to him, but I'm um, all for me. It's the Los Angeles Clippers and look, the injury bug kind of bit him, you know, one more time. Kawhi Leonard with a little bit of an ankle issue and uh, Paul George, of course, nursing a small hamstring. They're both not going to play tonight. Uh, But as they become more and more whole and their offense continues to improve, they are going to start to look like the team that we expected them to be. You know, in the month of November, they have been one of the best cover teams in the NBA. And their offensive rating has gone from bottom 20s to about 13th in the NBA in the month of November. So they're slowly starting to improve in all of their weaknesses and their strength, which is the defense. Uh, is continuing to be a strength. So I would say at the top of that list, absolutely, is a team like the Clippers. And, I, you know, it's funny, they're kind of approaching them all. Like my buy price for LA this whole season has been eight to one. If you can get like eight to one on them to win an NBA title, I think that that would be where I'm going to start to get invested in right now. The best price I see is like 750, somewhere in that range on the Clippers. And if you know a better price, let me know because I'll get in there. Um, but I think that's the team that would be at the top of my list. You know, out of all these teams that are off to slow starts, I think there's some legitimate worries for them overall. Like for example, right. Golden state would be a really good one where people are going to go, ah, they don't really care about the regular season and that they're going to be fine. Yeah. They're going to be fine when it comes to getting to the postseason. But when it comes to competing for a championship is the 10 days that Steve Kerr said, Jonathan, or excuse me, James Wiseman is going to spend with their G league team going to change who he is as a player Are Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody going to start to develop into guys that can be legitimate positives for this team. And Moody actually kind of has been, if you look at the efficiency numbers, but my overall point is that warriors bench is not going to get much better as we move forward into the season. So unless they make like an actual addition to that unit, I would see them being held back in a postseason series of the team, like the Clippers who have a little bit more depth to them. So I think those are two teams in the West that I would, I would circle as one rising and one that has some real issues that I think would have ultimately hold them back from a championship as currently constructed.
0: I want to ask you real quick. You mentioned the Los Angeles Clippers and you like them to potentially win the NBA title. Any concerns for you in terms of long-term ramifications with Kawhi, his health, his status, um, or do Is it just a guy that seems like he's just not interested in the regular season, and then when the playoffs are there, he'll be ready to go?
5: No, I, I think it's fair to have some some worry about that. I mean, look, I'm all like the, the knee injury and whatever it was, I mean, that's real, right? It kept him out for whatever it was, seven consecutive games or however long it had been. But I think you are, like right now, the reason why he's out is an ankle injury, not the same knee that's been bothering him. Sure. And since he's come back from injury, you're talking about 25 minutes, 22 minutes, 23 minutes, and in the starting lineup, it's a little bit different than the start of the season where he just played two games just about 20 minutes and was coming off of the bench. So I would think that he's going to be okay. Um, so I, I say, like, if you're going to tell me I can't believe in the Clippers because those injury things, I would never push back on you. But I think that we've seen at least in these three games that he came back. One, it's good that he would immediately came back to the starting lineup, and two, that this issue holding him back now is not the knee that was troubling him for about two and a half, three weeks.
4: Jonathan Von Tobel with us right now, our Veasan Senior NBA Analyst uh, JVT. Just, just looking at the uh, the Eastern Conference right now. If you look at the top ten. The Wizards and the Pacers are the two teams that don't really match what we would have expected uh, preseason, especially with Indiana, who we thought was going to tank, and all of a sudden they're in fourth place through 16 games. But just looking at those mid-tier teams of Indiana and Washington, is it still the Wizards the team that are more likely to sneak into one of those 10 spots when this is all said and done?
5: Yeah, I think so. I I really do. Just because, like, when you look at them, Jeff, one of the things that we don't really talk about a lot when evaluating teams um, the Wizards are freaking awesome at rebounding. Like they're one of the best defensive rebounding teams in the NBA, and that's part of playing defense, right? Snuffing out opponent uh, um, possessions. They're not giving up second chance points. They're not giving up offensive rebounds, and that has led them to be a little bit better defensively to this point right now. And you know, and good enough to be a playoff team right now, guys. In terms of non garbage time uh, minutes, they're the ninth best defense in the NBA. The Washington Wizards, and a big part of that is their ability to rebound with Christoph Porzingis and and um, the uh, Kyle Kuzma. I forgot about the former Lakers name for a second um but no i would say it's washington and then of course jeff like you have a star ish uh, in bradley beal who on any given night can carry you so i would say the same thing like yes like they i think there are Pushing for a top-ten seat, I think that's exactly what they want and why they put the roster that they have currently uh, together in the offseason. Ted Leonsis is very famous in terms of he just wants a team that is attractive for ticket buyers as opposed to really pushing for a championship, and that's exactly what Washington is this year. Uh, I would say that they are very much a team that, of those two that you mentioned, I would circle as a playoff team or play-in team with the potential as a playoff team as opposed to Indiana, who has some pretty clear flaws and I think at some point might start jettisoning off some pieces.
0: You know, to me, when you look at this team right now, it's going to be interesting where they move some of the guys because you could get a guy like Beal, and I think he could have a tremendous impact. For a lot of people that have not watched Bradley Beal in his career, how much of an impact, and for you, let's say you're the GM of any team in the league, which team do you think he's the best fit for that could really benefit from it? Sometimes we see moves just for the sake of making a move, and it doesn't benefit somebody.
5: Yeah, I, you know, I think really anybody who obviously needs a, an off-ball guard would really benefit from a Bradley Beal type, but here's the thing, like I could show you like we could throw out a couple of teams. I like if you're asking me to bet it, he's not going anywhere. The Washington Wizards want to keep him. Like for some reason, they, their whole thing is just having an adequate team that will attract team people into that building and maybe make a playoff push and get into like an 8th seed or a 7th seed, but that's about it. You know, like it it seems very clear at this point right now, they've had many opportunities to sell Bradley Beal at a much higher price than what he would give out right now. And that just hasn't been the case. And look, he's still a good player mall, but you're also kind of buying at a market low in and out of the COVID protocol consistently Bradley Beal is and has been. Uh, He, again, was already in it this year. I think he missed like four or five games because of it. I, I just don't know if the package is there. And I don't think the Wizards, frankly, are interested in moving him right now.
4: JVT, we got about a minute 15 left Two teams that are currently outside the top 10 that were in the East that were playoff teams and, of course, the number one seed last year as well in Miami, the Bulls and the Heat. Which of those two teams do you think is more likely to get it right?
5: I guess it would be Miami because, right, they have their Um And, you know, Jimmy Butler, when he's healthy, is one of the best players in the NBA. And Tyler Hero is a, a fine piece uh, offensively. Uh, but I have to tell you, Jeff, I would not be surprised if this reality plays out and neither one of them uh, you really make it into the postseason. I think both of them are play-in teams right now. And I think there's a very good shot that when the dust settles, they lose their play in games and are on the outside of the top eight looking in when the brackets are set. Because I think they really do have some very clear flaws. Miami is not as deep as they were last year. The P.J. Tucker loss is massive and moving Tyler Hero is big. And Chicago's a really flawed defensive team who is really starting to show its warts, I think, on that end of the floor. And their offense, shockingly enough, has not been good. They're only 20th in offensive efficiency right now. So I I would say Miami more likely, but I don't think either one of them uh, really gets it together.
4: He's Jonathan Von Tobel on the tweets of me, JVT, our senior VSN NBA analyst, of course, Hardwood Handicappers podcast as well, where you can find JVT along uh, every once in a while with our guy Kelly Bidlin as well. So JVT, pleasure as always. Happy Thanksgiving! Uh, have a good one Happy tomorrow. Happy Thanksgiving, guys! Yeah, thank you. Same absolutely, to you. good to talk with JVT as always. Hey, uh, we're going to preview Thursday's World Cup action, as well as our final thoughts on the NFL games tomorrow on Veasan Big Bets.
1: Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Phillips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.
2: v Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on v the sports betting network.
4: Happy Thanksgiving from Bed Rivers online sportsbook, Feast on all the action with Bed Rivers this holiday season. Football, basketball, hockey, the World Cup, and more. There's plenty to be thankful with at Bet Rivers. Check out our Thanksgiving Day promotions, including a football bet plus get, first touchdown insurance, and single game parlay bet plus get. Head to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today. It's a whole new game with Bet Rivers. Happy to be with you. v and Big Bets. I'm Jeff Parles. I'm all shaw. Kelly Bidlin here as well. Quick update on what's going on in Qatar. Set piece for Belgium does not result in anything but a goal kick. Belgium still leading one nil. Late goal in the first half. That has been all in a game that, again, them all. I, the Canadians have been the better side. They just haven't been able to punch one in.
0: Yeah, it's really unfortunate when you look at it. They have been thoroughly more dominant in this game than Belgium has. Belgium is going to be fortunate enough to get out of here with three points. And I believe we had a. Draw in the earlier part of this group, correct? Morocco. Morocco and Croatia, Croatia. played to a
4: scoreless draw this yeah. morning,
0: yes. So, not bad if you're Canada. You're down minus one, but they got one point. You can overcome that. You're going to have to find a win in there somewhere. Uh, but, boy, I, I tell say it's disappointing because they've been clearly the better team today. Yeah, Canada was plus 550 on a three-way in this. And you know what? Even if they lose this match
4: 1-0, if you took that, it was a pretty good bet. It just didn't get that. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, total two-and-a-half uh, trending well to the under at this point, uh, juiced to the over uh, before this game. Of course, the other finals today before we get into tomorrow, Spain just drilled Costa Rica 7-0. It uh, wasn't even that close. Costa Rica, I've never seen this before in a, in a competitive, in a, in a high-level soccer match. You expect the goals was 0.0. 0. They went a Blutarski. Well, look, I mean, based on the performance we saw, they weren't wrong on it. Yeah, uh, stunningly bad from the Ticos in that one. Germany, of course, the big upset of the day. Japan, stunning Germany with two late goals. Uh, big win for uh, for Japan, 2-1. And Germany's task to get out of the group now, really difficult with Spain in their next match. And then Morocco and Croatia played to a snoozer, a nil-nil draw, uh, where basically everyone in the country was still snoozing. You yes. 5 a.m. <laughs> Eastern on that start time for Morocco and Croatia. All right, tomorrow. 5 a.m. Eastern game and... You know, Amal, this group, this uh, this group G, where it's Brazil who is a the favorite to win the tournament, an overwhelming favorite to win this group, and then three teams that are pretty evenly matched here, with the Swiss, the Serbians, and then Switzerland's opponent tomorrow, Cameroon. Injuries on the Cameroonian side in this one makes Switzerland a minus one thirty favorite. At DraftKings against Cameroon is four to one to win this game outright, plus two sixty on a draw, two and a half juiced under minus one fifty five. I do have a piece of Switzerland to make it out of this group at plus money them all. If you're Switzerland, with the injuries to Cameroon, you got to find a way to get three points here.
0: I I would agree with you completely. A great opportunity for them. This is a good one to get off to a start for the Swiss here. Love the way they defend. If they can get on the board at some point in time, whether late first half, second half, it'll be tough for the Cameroonians to be able to come back in this game. Yeah, minus 130. I'd like a
4: little bit of a better price, but that seems fair on the Swiss tomorrow, on the three-way line at minus 130. In Group H, Uruguay. Minus 140 against South Korea, plus 265 on a draw. South Korea at plus 450. Two and a half juice under minus 165 on Uruguay and South Korea. Look, Uruguay usually shows up and plays well in this in this tournament, Amal.
0: Yeah, no, I would agree with you there. And I have a greater belief in Uruguay than a lot of other people do. I think they've got a chance to come out of this group as the winner here uh you got some big names here Luis Suarez as well still back in the mix for this team I think they're a little bit more dangerous than the South Koreans uh Uruguay should be able to get the three points in this one this feels like a one nil game it, I would agree with yeah. you yeah <laughs>
4: that's what it that, that that Uruguay really dominates the play they find one like in the 30th minute and then just go to you know what we can beat Uruguay we can beat Ghana and six points will be enough to get us out of the group. We don't care who we play after that. They're not scared of seeing Brazil in a round of 16.
0: And you're going to recognize Son from Tottenham, one of the best uh, finishers in the world. Let's see what kind of impact he has for the South Koreans in this one. South Korea,
4: last World Cup game, that was the upset over Germany to eliminate the defending champions at the time of the 2018 World Cup in Russia. And then uh, the other group, H matchup, this is the 11 a.m. Eastern game tomorrow. Portugal taking on Ghana Now, uh, I know uh, USA fans cringe over the mention of Ghana uh, dating back to the uh, World Cup in South Africa, where Ghana knocked out the U.S. in the round of 16. U.S. did get them back in 2014 with the late goal by Brooks to beat them 2-1 in Brazil. Uh, This is not the same Ghanaian team that we have seen in the past in this World Cup. They just don't have the talent That they had in 14 and in 10.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, you go back to 10 and 14. You have Michael Estian, one of the best players at Chelsea. You look at now, this is a team that didn't qualify in 2018. Now you're taking on an experienced team. European champions in the past in Portugal. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a team that's gotten a little bit older. Uh, I'm not as big of a believer in Portugal. I I think they get through this one here. I'm not going to bet this game, but... This is a high price if you like Ghana, but I'm not going to touch this game. Portugal, I have, a, uh, I have a 16 to 1 to win it all on Portugal. I don't really love that
4: bet. I just took a piece of it because it was, at the time, a, a rogue number when it was mostly 13s and 14s out there on Portugal. Probably the last go around for a World Cup in Ronaldo, as we know, but I'm all, even though uh, you are not as high on this team as I am. This is not just Cristiano Ronaldo on this Portugal side. No,
0: you're absolutely right. That's the one thing people forget sometimes. This is a team that's done it. I mean, you know, they've had experience. They've done really well. Uh, Coach Fernando Santos has been around for a while with this squad. They'll be good to go. Defensively, they're always very solid. That's going to be the key for them in this matchup. Uh, But, you know, I think Portugal can get through this group. I don't know if they're going to win it necessarily. I still like Uruguay to win the group, but don't count out the Portuguese. The final game of the match
4: day one games has the World Cup favorite making their debut, Brazil in Group G, minus 215 against Serbia, 6-1, to one, plus 360, 2.5 on this one. A mall
0: contrast of styles for Brazil and Serbia. Yeah, absolutely. The Serbs are going to defend, and then, of course, you're going to have the elite, the best of the best, with Brazil attacking offensively. Uh, You know, look, they're ranked number one in FIFA's rankings. This is a team with immense talent. Uh, But the big thing for me is Brazil has not won a World Cup in 20 years. You know, most places it wouldn't be a big deal. But when you look at the Brazilian side, uh, Jeff, that's a huge deal. This team's got a great opportunity favorite in this one. And we potentially may see Argentina fall by the wayside. So if you're Brazil, you got to get off to a quick start here. Get three points against Serbia. But I don't think it'll be as easy as just the Brazilians taking out the Serbians. I, I mean, They'll get it done, but it, don't sit there and think, hey, it's Brazil. They're just going to roll over Serbia. This feels like a 2-0 game to me in favor of the Brazilians, and they've got to get off to a fast start here because I'll tell you, when you start to feel the pressure of losing that first game like Germany and um, Argentina have done, Jeff, it really com- becomes a tough mountain to climb.
4: No, hey, look, it's a very difficult one to get into numbers. Look, if you win your first game, you are almost an automatic more times than not to get through into the round of 16 in this format in in the World Cup that they started in 1998. Of course, that was France's first championship and on their home soil. Uh, Again, uh, Friday, USA and England will have a preview of that tomorrow as well uh, as Team USA with a draw in their first match against Wales. Canada, again, looking for an equalizer late and somehow only five minutes of stoppage time in a uh, tournament that has featured more stoppage time uh, almost uh, than any tournament so far already in these first few games. Uh, our recent pro tip of the hour, if you're trying to bet sports seriously, keep in mind on things like the NFL on Thanksgiving, you should be only betting the games if there are bets like you would normally do on a normal Sunday slate. Very simple. Don't force them. Don't force them if you don't have them on these holiday bets. Uh, that's our recent pro tip of the hour. Now, if you're just trying
6: to have fun, have yeah, fun.
4: have fun, but don't... uh don't, don't, don't go with your yeah. giant, uh, quote-unquote, whale play if you don't have one on, on Thanksgiving.
6: I just no. bet Florida State on Friday. See, I'm seeing some tweet of all that uh, Florida's top three wide receivers will be out of the game.
0: Wow, Frazier's, really? Frazier, Henderson, Shorter? Shorter, all out. You know, Justin Shorter is a guy to me that never got utilized properly. Love his size, 6'4", can really do some good things for you. I tell you, that loss uh, for Billy Napier and company in Nashville against Vandy was bad. Yeah, it was. And when you look at this Florida State team, the way they're trending, Kelly, you and I have both liked Jordan Travis for a while. Yeah, He's done a really good job this year, and Florida State's cleaning up and recruiting. I know they just got a recruit that was going to Ohio State to flip to come to Florida State. Um, This program's heading back in the right direction. I don't know if it's going to be back to 97 through 2000, but... Hey, I'll take best team in the state for right now. I don't know about you guys. got
6: anything going tonight? I have one NBA play tonight. I did lay the points with the Pelicans uh, on the road at San Antonio. This is simply just a... Look, Pelicans one of the best net net ratings so far in the NBA, especially over the past two weeks versus the worst team in the NBA. I'm just gonna I'm gonna lay the points. Spurs beat me, cover there. Tip of the cap to them.
4: Only college basketball I really like later is uh, like Cal Baptist against Southern Illinois. There you go, Kelly. There we go. That's you expe- where you expect against me the Salukis. To go. Yeah. How dare that you. is a game that technically uh, technically doesn't tip until 10:30 Pacific tonight. That's wow. a fun one. That's a late uh, start. Yeah, I'd say so. Amal, fun as always
0: absolutely fun as always.
4: always. Uh, Want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving? Yes, happy Thanksgiving. We'll, we'll be back tomorrow on Decent Big Bets for a mall. I'm Jeff. He's Kelly. It has been Decent Big Bets.
5: Hey, Sarah! I love that spring break
6: vlog you posted on Zigazoo. Omg, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented.